0: Our monthly and one-time givers help make our mission possible. If you'd like to support the work that we do, you can make a tax-deductible donation by visiting journeywomen.org forward slash give. Thank you for investing in the work of Journeywomen. Welcome to the Journey Women podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Beales. Life's a journey we were never meant to walk alone. We all need friends along the way. On the Journey Women podcast, we'll chat with mentors about gracefully navigating the seasons and challenges we face on our journeys to glorify God. On today's episode of the Journey Women podcast, I'm chatting with Amanda Bible Williams of She Reads Truth about all things Advent. We talked about everything from what Advent is to what it means for us personally. Listen to what she said.
1: For me personally, Advent serves kind of the dual purpose of remembering. Why I needed Jesus to come, like why we need Jesus and also that he did and how he did, you know, just to sort of take some time and spend time in these scriptures where we see that this was not like this was God's plan since the foundation of the earth. Like this was was plan B. This was not an afterthought. Like um, this was God's plan and it is his love to us to send his son to live the sinless life that we can't live and to die the death that we deserve to die and then to defeat death.
0: So you'll know her a little better, Amanda Bible-Williams likes words and books more than just about anything. As chief content officer of She Reads Truth, Amanda spends her days happily rearranging sentences and explaining that her maiden name actually is Bible. Now on to my conversation about Advent with Amanda Bible-Williams. Amanda, welcome to the Journey Women podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show today.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to it.
0: Man, I got to tell you that I have used your studies for a couple of years. And I told you we're right outside of Nashville, like an hour outside of Nashville down here at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And last summer, I think it'll make you smile to know that there was a group, just this hodgepodge group of gals, probably like, Six or seven of us, we all had kids. There was double or triple the amount of kids in my house as there were women. We sat around (laughs) with the Isaiah study and we just went through the text. And that's my main obsession with what you guys do at She Reads Truth is that it is so word focused. There's not a lot of extra fluff. And uh, anyways, I could rant and rave. We use your uh, Advent studies in my family, even though I have a two and a three-year-old. I'm like, guys, we're going to sit down and we're going to do this.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that, Hunter. That's so wonderful. Well, that um, you have no idea like how big that makes me smile. And Um, and it would Rachel too and our whole team because that's just, that's what we want to be about. Like, I I hope that the day never comes where people have something other to say than you really focus on the word. Like, yeah, that's what we do. And so many ministries do so many wonderful things to just help, uh, you know, us believers along on just the journey of faith. But, But we just really have from the beginning felt very strongly that what the Lord has for us to do is simply to open our Bibles and invite other people to open their Bibles. And man, it just, it just doesn't get old. And because it's, you know, the only book that's living and active. Yeah, for sure. It's new every time, yet it's the same because it's him and he's unchanging. And so, gosh, it's so fun. I love the mental picture of um, a house full of women yes. and double the amount of kids and you guys reading. Oh, yes. What is it not like an easy book of the Bible tree? <laughs> you know,
0: we figured that out. I think we were allured by like the beauty of the book and we're like, okay, we're going to go for it. And me and my girlfriend, wow. we led uh, the gals through it. And it was, it required a lot of preparation. I think though, that's one of the things that I love about your studies is that you can really do Anything, any type of study with the study because it's the text. And so we were able to actually engage with the text. And then you have all this space and simple supplements like timelines and things like that. But Really, you can just engage with the text. And that's what we did. We just used your study to do like an inductive study of Isaiah. And it was really intense, but it was so refreshing and so life-giving. And uh, I feel that way about all of your studies. So thank you so much for your adherence to just the word of God. And we were just talking about our iPhone headphones, like how they're like a little bit extra. We got the Bluetooth (laughs) stuff and I'm not about extra. And I I love how you guys have, it feels like exactly what is needed in every... Book And for me, it's really an encapsulation of that season for me when I'm studying that book. I usually, I like to study the Bible inductively if I'm able to. And just to take that book and to be able to look back on it with all my notes and all of the things because there's plenty of space for me to like write and encapsulate what I'm actually learning while I'm engaging with that book and to have it on the shelf as a Gosh, memento yeah. of what God's been teaching me in this season. So thank you. Oh
1: my goodness. Thank you for that pep talk, Hunter. I feel like <laughs> okay, if you ever take a sabbatical from Journey Woman Podcast, you need to just be this She Reads Truth spokeswoman because <laughs> I'm telling you, girl, exactly, I have been. That is exactly- (laughs) Exactly what our hope is. So thank you so much for that. I can't wait to pass that um, encouragement along to our team because that just means the world. Thank you. Well,
0: we'd love to hear a little bit more about the story behind how She Reads
1: Truth started and then also
0: who you are, what you do, what your affiliation is with the organization now and all of that.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'd love to tell it. It's one of my favorite stories. So I was originally one of the she's who read along with She Reads Truth. So um, Rachel Myers, our founder, and a handful of other women were just sort of having a conversation on Twitter. And, you know, you and I were also talking about kind of being accidental.
0: Accidentally you know, happening. Into yeah, us. yeah
1: it was not a plan to create a thing, if that makes sense. You know, <laughs> yes. um, it did not. It was just a conversation of, I want to read the Bible more. I do too. Well, what if we read together and we go through, you know, we'll choose a reading plan on the Version Bible app, which we're still big fans of the Version Bible app, even though we also have a Bible app because anyone getting people in the word um, is our friend. Mm. So we did a reading plan there and they invited, they had this conversation publicly on Twitter as you do, and everyone was eavesdropping, eavesdropping on Twitter as you do. And I was one of those people. And so from day one, I was kind of a quiet, me too. I want to read too. And so I read along and Rachel and I were in a similar kind of blogging community. She had a a legitimate blog. I just blogged for sanity. Because I had my two baby boys at home and my three-year-old girl, and so we, uh, you know, realized that we had some connections, and that we both lived in Nashville. So we got together over tacos, and I said, you know, I just really have a passion for words and for the word, and I just really feel the Lord calling me to write, and so that's why I was writing on my own, and and just sort of offered myself to her and just said, listen, she reads truth is uh, this this hashtag. Um, And this website that you guys have created is something that I am using every day. And if there's anything that I can do, I'm here. And so it was very soon after that that I started writing with them. And and she and the the other gals who, who kind of Inadvertently started (laughs) this, Um, and I say inadvertently, but they also were super faithful. Like once they saw that the Lord, like, oh, this is people are coming along, right? Really, they really dove in, and so I just I thank God for that group of women all the time because they planted the seed for what would become, you know, this really thriving ministry. Ministry that we have. Yes,
0: you guys have a Bible. You guys have studies. You guys have an app. We
1: do fifteen reading places a year total. And that's per community. So she reads truth and he reads truth. Okay. In tandem with one another. And so, you know, we'll be doing Advent soon and both yes. communities will be reading the same scripture every day. But we do in that fifteen, we sort of have our big three, we call them. And that is Advent. Yes. And big to us, like our big three, mm-hmm. they're They're on the longer side of the studies we do, but mostly it's just these books have more, the study books that we create to go along with the reading plan, um, which the study books are always optional, but we just sort of, we really pack them full of everything that we think is like for, for Advent, everything from amazing Christmas recipes and a a cross stitch. That's just gorgeous and a wonderful way.
0: Are you the cross stitcher or is it Rachel? I can't remember.
1: It's Rachel. Okay. Okay yeah rachel uh is definitely the crafty one in this duo um so <laughs> and then we also do the same with the content itself with the theological extras we call them um we really. You know, like this year, there's an extra on the church calendar just because, okay, so I awesome. for the church calendar, but what is the church calendar? Exactly. So we try with everything that we do to sort of give the information because each reader is coming from a different background. Totally, they have a different relationship with the church, with the Bible, right. with the Lord. And so we try to really, one of our values uh, is just, is to be biblically rooted, but broadly evangelical. So, you know, we're not interested in, um, in stirring up like debate on baptism or, you know, sacraments or whatever. Like we, not that those things aren't important, but we feel like those are the things you work out in your faith communities, like your, your local church communities. And we really feel called to just encourage and invite men and women to read the Bible and become biblically literate because so many of us who even grew up in the church mm-hmm. don't know don't know our Bibles. And that can feel like kind of a source of shame or apathy. Like sometimes there's just some indifference, like, well, I mean not really, you know, it's not it's not relevant or whatever. And so that is, you know, something we just believe that wholeheartedly that it is relevant. It is true. It is complete. It is for us and for right now. Um, and while we value, you know, obviously we want, we don't want to take the place of the local church. We want right men, and men to be in a local church family where they have, you know, they live out their faith and community, but we also believe that you don't need to be at a Bible study or in a pew on Sunday morning to open your Bibles. Like you can do that, um, and should do that Amen. daily and regularly. So yeah, the big three books. Um, we really just try to pack full of just some and and usually there we kind of go uh, a little more all out on the design or the art or whatever is included you know the advent cover is this beautiful red paper that's gold foiled and it's just gorgeous
0: and it's really for the whole family like you can get it and then you can also get one for your husband and then there's these kids cards that you can use and so I'm really excited because they're on their way to my house right now and we used them last year yeah and you know my experience growing up amanda was that i didn't even know what advent was like it wasn't part of our uh, church tradition even though i grew up in the church what was your experience like with advent when you were growing up
1: you know i'd say i mean it sounds like our experiences were somewhat similar i i'd heard the word and kind of knew but i didn't understand what it was i just knew that it was something that you know came before christmas which i guess is you know that's something that's true Right and really the the only thing that stands out to me in my childhood memory um really advent or advent wreaths at church, and so you know we would have an advent wreath, and someone would come like handle those four weeks and so it was it was there, but it wasn't something that we observed at home i mean i my mother is just really my hero of the faith, like I just am so privilege to have grown up um, as her daughter because she's just taught me what it looks like to have a relationship with Jesus. You know, it definitely wasn't for lack of being focused on Jesus in Christmas time, Mm -hmm. you know, like, but it just wasn't something we did at home. And so the first time that I really observed Advent was when you know, kind of earnestly, it was uh, the first year that we did that with She Reads Truth. Wow, and yeah. I came on and was writing with them and, and helped write the Advent reading plan that first year. And so, and it has just become such a sweet time of the year for the She Reads Truth community. And we look forward every year to creating a reading plan. So the reading... Scripture reading plans are the building blocks of what we do. Like that is the foundation that we do. And the books are beautiful and so fun to create. And they, and I really do believe that, especially for some people, you know, we're all just right. kind of wired differently, but um, especially for some individuals and for groups, I just think they're really helpful. But the reading plan itself is where we start. And so um, we look forward every year to just. Kind of reimagining, and you know, sometimes we'll do um, traditional Advent scripture readings uh-huh. through Advent because you can go to like the Book of Common Prayer or other sort of liturgical sources that will have you know there are there are those prophecies like we were talking about Isaiah earlier. Right. You know, there's all these places where for God's word is promising the savior the coming savior and so you know it's just it feels it would feel like such a loss to me to not to not intentionally read those leading up to christmas but then sometimes like this year we're really the the title of this year's plan is until the son of god appears and we kind of look at how we live between two Advents. And, and in the Old Testament, they were waiting for the Advent, for the coming of Jesus, of the Savior. Mm-hmm. And that waiting was not a casual waiting. Like that was a long, right. an ache, you know, like an achy time of longing and waiting and, you know, um, believing the promise, but not seeing it fulfilled while they were on earth. And so we just look at... know a lot of the old testament passages like the story of abraham and isaac for example is such a such a difficult story um but brings me to tears to see how god is foreshadowing who his son will be that he is going to provide the sacrifice take our place and Mm -hmm. gosh it's just so beautiful and then we always read the Nativity story, um, usually the week of Christmas, read just from the New Testament, the story of Jesus' birth. And so, yeah, so it's just, um, it, this, this year's book um, was so fun to imagine and the reading plan because we look at how Jesus um, is the fulfillment of the Old Testament promises.
0: Yeah, he is like the culmination of the promise. Life is crazy sometimes, and finding time to sit down and read the Bible can be difficult. That is why I love Dwell. When I can't find time to read the Bible, I can listen to it. The voices reading the Bible are soothing. They're not your normal narrators. Plus, you can choose calming background music and adjust the pace of the narrator's voice to get things just right. Dwell's newest release is called Dwell Daily, a fresh, thoughtfully crafted devotional that immerses you in the word, allowing you to pray it, meditate on it, and so much more. If you're looking to deepen your engagement with the Bible this year, Dwell Daily is worth checking out. I cannot recommend Dwell enough to help you orient your mind to the life-giving Word of God throughout your day. Go to dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen for your 25% discount to subscribe and spend time in God's Word. For somebody who's like me, who didn't grow up with the practice of Advent, who may not even know yet what we're talking about exactly, what is the purpose behind actually practicing Advent as we are approaching kind of the Christmas holiday?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question. One thing that you know, I want to make clear for someone who may not be familiar is that Advent is not prescribed to us in scripture. Mm-hmm. Like it is not, it's not a sin to not observe Advent. You know, like it's not it is not prescribed but it is so helpful to me personally and we get to kind of watch up close to how it seems to be so helpful to so many and just in the church over centuries i mean it's it's existed since at least 500 ad we don't wow. don't exactly know where there are different theories on where it kind of started, but I mean, it's clearly been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And the purpose is really just, I mean, different people observe it different ways, but the the overarching purpose is just to prepare our hearts to celebrate the coming of Christ. You know, and we do that in different ways. Like we prepare our homes, you know, when we decorate Mm. for Christmas. And for me, Advent just reminds me to kind of mark the days, not just by doing all the Christmas stuff. That's on our list to do, you know, like decorating the house and buying gifts, planning the Christmas menu or deciding who you're going to go visit when or whatever, planning a party, whatever it is that you do on Christmas, it really does transition that where the focus isn't all of that stuff. But the focus is: Why are we celebrating? Who are we celebrating? And so, Advent starts on a Sunday. It's the um, four Sundays before Christmas Day, and so, and then it just it goes through Christmas Day, and it just helps. So it ends up being about four weeks, and it just helps you mark the days as you approach the celebration of Christ coming. And it also reminds us, you know, I'd mentioned we're between two Advents because Jesus came to earth and walked the earth and is living you know I think sometimes I have to remind myself and my kids I'm like no he's still alive right <laughs> you know it's the right hand of God and yes for us and he's still his ministry continues in heaven but he's promised that he will come again and bring the new heavens and the new earth and yes in that being his second coming or his second arrival his second advent and for me personally advent serves kind of the dual purpose of remembering why I needed Jesus to come and also that he did and how he did, you know, just to sort of take some time and spend time in these scriptures where we see that this was not like this was God's plan since the foundation of the earth. Like this was not an afterthought. Like um, this was God's plan and it is his love to us to send his son to live the sinless life that we can't live and to die the death that we deserve to die and then to defeat death. So there's that, which is huge. But then also to remember that I love it here, but this world is not my home. You know, like I love, I love my house. I love my office. I love my family, but there's not a day that goes by that we aren't all reminded, you know, a dozen times that we're broken and the world is broken and the Lord restores and he is renewing things now as we speak, but that is a process and it it won't be finished until he comes again and mm-hmm. and finishes it. And so it's just a good advent is a good reminder that like we're not the first people to ache. Yes. And it's it's just a good reminder to me that that the story of Jesus is a real story.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, I think one of the helpful things for me in practicing Advent is prior to observing Advent, I would go about all the preparations for like the Christmas holiday, and they would just kind of be like separate from the culminating celebration of like Christ's birth. And then on the day of like Christmas, I would, of course, saturate myself in the story of you know, Christ's birth and, um, you know, definitely read in the gospels and things like that. But like all of the preparations were just kind of separate. And I think practicing Advent, like you said, starting four Sundays before Christmas, that's really like right when you start to, you know, gather presents and decorate your house and begin all the things. It just helps me to like reorient my attention and redirect my attention to the reason and the purpose behind all of this, Preparation for celebration. Do you have like any personal, I don't know, kind of experience that you'd like to share about how Advent has personally turned your attention and helped to prepare your heart for uh, the celebration that is Christmas as we are, you know, gathering together to remember the birth of Christ?
1: Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is that is it doesn't look I realize as we're talking about this that it probably sounds idyllic. A little (laughs) idyllic. Yeah. And a little bit like the storybook of, you know, gathering the family around and reading scripture while the kids listen perfectly and don't, you know, definitely (laughs) don't like hit each other or whine or, you know, make rude noises. And then so the first thing that I'll say is that my experience with with Advent is that I've never done it perfectly.
0: It is always so much more rugged than I expect.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, and I, like, you know, we have um, one of the Advent things that we have uh, here at Sheer's Truth is we have this um, Advent calendar that is, they're just little paper ornaments. And so you can punch them out and there's a scripture on the back and you can read the context of the scripture in your Bibles if you want. And then you can hang them on the tree or hang them, you know, make like a banner kind of thing. yes you can do that and you can get like the Instagram photo right where you just like (laughs) angle it exactly right so that you can't see the piles of just like cumulative (laughs) like stuff that's just around my dining room all the time like on the dining table or whatever like I can angle it just right so that it looks like we're having that idyllic advent but the truth is that we forget days or We kind of like trail off halfway through and then do guess what? We're going to do two a day until Christmas (laughs) so that we can catch up um, or something like that. And so I think my experience with Advent is that it isn't, or at least it shouldn't be. I'm definitely guilty of making it this. It is not something that we do to prove ourselves as Christians or as good parents or you know, whatever the case may be, whatever. Good Instagrammers. Right. (laughs) Instagrammers. Mm -hmm. Um but um, you know, that's not the purpose. The purpose is to turn our heart toward Jesus. And so my um encouragement and and coming from my own experience is just whatever However, that needs to look for you and your family like my my kids are pretty small, our oldest is eleven, and we have eleven eight, eight, and four and so it's um you know one thing we do for advent just full disclosure is they love they love the Lego advent calendars oh, awesome, yeah, and they're fantastic. this is not an ad. <laughs> They're wonderful. They're kind of pricey. So I usually try if you get them early, right when they come out, they're less expensive. And I have just found that like, oh, that's a really neat way. And and it's not, you know, it's obviously not a Christian thing. Um, you know, it's it's them co opting on a Christian thing to totally <laughs> to make sell money. Like yeah. <laughs> but it is something to train my kids that like there is a like a soberness to this to this anticipation of Jesus, but there is also tremendous joy. Yes. And, and excitement. Um, yes. And like to to kind of build on that and train them to be like, oh, it's Advent. Like it's Advent. Like what day is it? Uh-huh. And how many days are left? And, you know, because you know you get like the best Lego figure on the last day. <laughs> Even things like that. And so I have just found that it is Sort of just like a month of the year where I am more reminded to do what I what I want to do every day of the year, right? Which is just turn toward Jesus to open God's Word and say, you know what? Like this is all about you, like everything. And the other thing that came to mind, Hunter, when you asked that question was that for me personally. Advent has been kind of a time of sanctification, like just a reminder of not only can I not get Advent right, you know, if you want to put it in those terms, right? but just a reminder of just like, gosh, I really need a Savior. Like, I don't just kind of need a Savior. I desperately need a Savior. And it's overwhelming. Like, this year's Advent plan, we we've been working on it, you know, we started working on it in June, and we have just, our team, our editorial team, our creative team, our marketing team, like we have just been moved to worship so many times just by encountering this sort of curated collection of all of these scriptures. And, you know, in the day titles themselves just make you want to like throw your praise hands up because it's like, you know, oh, come light of the world, oh, come hope of the nations. And it's just a daily reminder of, oh, he's also this. He's also the faultless judge, the only one right and he's also the eternal king the only one and it is just i mean it gives me chills like i know i'm about to cry so my encouragement that comes out of my experience is to not you know don't set the bar too high yeah (laughs) that like well we're gonna gather for 30 minutes every morning maybe you can i have a friend who they do their scripture reading around the breakfast table while they're all eating their cereal and they all each kid opens a bible and you know, dad reads, and I mean, I just that like, works for them. Amazing. Yeah, but like, just whatever it needs to be, if it yeah. needs to be. And if you don't have kids, like, whatever it would look like for you to intentionally turn your heart toward Jesus in a, in an intentional way every day for these four weeks, and maybe even in a different way than you normally do. Maybe you sit in a different spot in your house, or once the Christmas tree is up, maybe you sit in front of the Christmas tree, or. I don't know, like you have a different kind of creamer for your coffee. Like just something to remind ourselves that like this is no ordinary month, that we are looking forward to the coming of the savior, and that, that this this is no ordinary gospel, you know, like this gospel is all encompassing.
0: What does dinner time look like in your house? Is it a little chaotic and crazy like it is at mine? Let me tell you about Prep Dish and how they can help you simplify your evenings. You've probably heard us talk about Prep Dish in the past, and maybe you've thought, man, I just don't have time to meal prep. But let me tell you, with Prep Dish, meal prepping for the whole week honestly takes just about one hour with their super fast plan and about two hours for the gluten free, paleo, and low carb meal plans. If you need a change in how you handle dinner time at your house, You have got to try PrepDish. You'll serve up delicious meals that your family will love, like green chili burgers, Caesar salmon wraps, and apricot glazed chicken thighs. Right now, the founder, Allison, is offering our listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. You can't beat that. Check out PrepDish.com forward slash journey for this great deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com forward slash journey for your first two weeks free when you recognize like man I've made it too much about um, the methodology or the process and I'm starting to feel beat down and worn down by the reality of my own failures how do you remind yourself of the hope of the gospel in those instances
1: oh that's such a good question and to be fully transparent. I, you know, kind of feel, I, I sound real upbeat this morning, but I, I kind of live in one of those spaces now And our, just our family. We have a lot going on right now in our family. Everything's fine, but it's, it's hard. Right. We are logistically and physically just spread really thin and, and it's just a, it's a tough season. And, and I, of course, this also happens in Advent, but that misplacing my identity happens a lot in my work, even though my work right. is, about God's word, it's even that much easier for his word to become work to me, right? (laughs) Uh, because it is. And that's just a really tricky balance, I think, that I will all in anyone in ministry, I'm sure. Yes. And even people not in ministry, I'm sure that, that we can all kind of relate to that in some way. But I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is I just talk to the Lord. And my answer is probably a little bit different, because my Bible is open a lot. On my desk at work, and so as counterintuitive as it may seem, and I hope it doesn't strike anyone as too controversial, one of the things I do is I close my Bible and I just talk to the Lord and listen. Um, and one of the places that I do that is in the car, because part of our stretched thin season is that we are currently uh, living and sleeping in in one town and going to school and work in another, and we commute, and the kids and I, and so. I'm just in the car a lot, and I um, and so I'd spend a lot of time and prayer in the car. Uh-huh. And even more specifically, something that I do when I just feel kind of at a loss in whatever way—a loss for words, a loss for uh, energy, a loss like just a loss for the gospel, like just kind of forgetting which way is up. Is I use the Lord's Prayer to pray through, um, and this works really well in the car because it's something that like keeps my mind focused. Right, and I'll just kind of take a phrase at a time and let that each phrase lead me into a season of prayer. And and because of the way God gave us the Lord's Prayer, because of the way it's kind of formatted. You know starting with worship and um and ending with worship <laughs> and everything in between like it really it really does help to orient myself the other thing i would say is i try not to be in those places by myself if i'm if i'm really in a tough spot and forgetting the gospel i try to tell somebody yes. and and let them speak truth to me um, which is really hard for me to admit that especially given my job, you know, leading this amazing community of women who are all over the world, putting their faith into action and to feel, talk about feeling like ill-equipped and inadequate. Like I just feel like, who am I to be sitting in this chair and, or, you know, talking on this podcast, whatever. And so just to have people who will speak truth to me and not just our own truths, but like, no, like God's truth, truth with a capital T.
0: Right. Yes. I love when Bonhoeffer says that Christians are to be bringers of the message of salvation to one another. And I think there's so many times in my walk with the Lord where I am just like failing to remember. And that's like, you know, the history of God's people, right? Like failing to remember and not forget. And so it's so, it's so helpful. And I love how Advent just stirs our hearts to remember... Nice what god has done for us through sending the person of his son jesus christ so oh amanda <laughs> tell us what is the joy in actually practicing advent
1: oh gosh i mean i i love christmas time and Me advent. Too. i love i love i think it still just goes back to remembering that the joy in everything that we have, like all of our joy is rooted in Jesus. And so to like, you know, I find so much joy in having a cup of coffee and a fire. And like, we don't currently have a fireplace, but that's fine. Like, I just, I'm thinking of like, when when I'm at my friend's house, there's a fireplace, but like having like a cup of coffee and a warm blanket and like things that in the winter time when like, I mean, we could also talk forever and ever about how, um, because of our specific location on the globe, that we are blessed to have Christmas that comes in the midst of winter, when everything is dead and cold and yes, you know, and dark, like physically dark that 's when we get to celebrate the coming of the light of the world like just to me, the joy is to remember that every small or big thing that I take joy in is a gift from God, you know, just like it says in James, like all good gifts come down from the father of life. He does not change like the shifting shadows, like he does not change. And I think too, just like permission to celebrate. I worry that we have lost, and I'm saying this to myself too, not like about, you know, all of you guys have lost it. No, like I, and in our family, like I feel like um, we've kind of lost the art of celebrating And so I feel like Advent is, it is a quieting of the heart and it does come with like our, you know, we recognize our sin and, but you know, the deeper our, we have a a pastor friend who I'm trying to remember the words, but the deeper your repentance, the deeper your joy, Mm. because, you know, you've realized like it's that same quote of like the larger your sin your view of your sin, the larger your view of the cross. Right. And so I think that is, and then it's like, yes, yes. this is a necessary, important, vital step. But don't just wallow in that, like turn immediately to the cross and rejoice and turn immediately to the manger and rejoice. I'm getting excited. I'm ready to get started on that. <laughs>
0: Let's go get our books.
1: <laughs> I was just going to tell you this here. We, so we always do, um, you know, a book for the the she's, we call them, and a book for the he's. yeah. So the, Um, women and the men. And we've, we've sort of have this collection of like, you mentioned advent table cards for the kids, which I love. I love those. I do too. And this year we have a new product for kids and for the family. And it's a storybook about the Christmas Ah, story. Um, And it's called, this is the Christmas story. And my kids, like we are already, we've already been reading it like on the daily and my four-year-old who who has just been here from China for a few months and has yeah. just learned English like is in the process of learning English his favorite thing is to go through and point everybody out he's like this is Abraham Isaiah okay. and like it is ridiculous he is so cute he is oh he's absurdly cute um, But <laughs> and so even that like I'm just like oh I am I am so excited for Advent this year because it feels like I just feel special already. It's so fun
0: to get to welcome your kids alongside you to experience the joy of Jesus. And it is. Fun. I love that there's so many helpful things that we can do and resources for us just to help us do that together as a family. What three resources would you recommend for somebody who wants to practice Advent this year?
1: Oh, that's a good question. So I, you know, I'm obviously partial to our resources and not just because they're ours, but because I have watched, like, I didn't create these books. You know, this is not the Amanda right, show. Right, right,
0: right. <laughs> this is a lot of people.
1: It is. And I have watched them pour their time and their hearts and their prayers into these books. And, um, and I just dare say that you know there aren't many resources that have been prayed over as much as these yeah i mean june and just curated (laughs) so specifically for you guys for you know the people who who come along and read with us so i feel like i know that our study book for she truth and he truth can be a bit of a splurge like if you're going to truly read every day and you get every book like that can get overwhelming and pricey but if you are going to get a book a she Reads Truth or He Reads Truth book this year, Advent is kind of a no-brainer. Like it, and we have the bundle where you can bundle it with the he and the she and the kids or just a she and the kids or he and the kids or
0: she and he. Take it out of the Christmas budget in advance. It's a great gift. Like it's a
1: gift that keeps on giving. Another one of my favorite resources, my friend Russ Ramsey, uh, a book called The Advent of the Lamb of God. Okay. Um, it is, it's part of the Retelling the Story series. He has a couple, there's three total, but this one is specific. Specifically, great for Advent. It's broken up into readings so you can read one every day of Advent. Cool. But it just tells the story of the coming of Christ. And it's very biblically faithful, but also, you know, it's just very beautiful and imaginative in a biblically faithful way. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, that's another one of my just favorite Advent resources. And then uh, we've already talked about them, but um, if you're looking for a way for the ki- for your family, right? If you have children, or if you have nieces and nephews, or if you're, you know, a Sunday school teacher, like a great hands-on tool are those Advent table cards. And they can be used, I mean, they're sort of designed to be used around the dinner table where you kind of look at one each day and it has like a beautiful art on one side and on the other, it kind of tells you part of the Advent story and some scripture and some questions to talk through. And the questions are tiered. So there's like a question for the little kids and a question like a little bit harder for the you know older kids. And then like I really appreciate that. Yeah. And like an open-ended question that like the, the teenagers and adults at the table can even throw a crack at, that kind of thing. And so, but I mean, my kids love to just kind of play with them too. Yes. And they're really make cute. A game. I mean, they are. And they, they're really durable. And so they can just kind of, you know, kids can make a game of anything.
0: We do love to hang ours up though, because they're so cute. We hang them in the playroom.
1: Yes. Um. So that really, again, not to just focus on our own products, but like it is... It's one of the best things that I think the Lord has allowed us to do because we didn't and we just didn't even realize it. I feel like now that they've been out in the world for a little while, we're just realizing more and more how he's working through those. Yeah,
0: that's got to be so cool to see. Man, bless the Lord. Well, one thing that I loved when you were talking about like the Christmas season earlier is like the pictures sitting by the fire, all of this. One of the questions that I ask every guest who comes on the show is what are your three simple joys? And I was like, man, Amanda's going to nail this. So what are three of your simple <laughs> Simple Joys, Amanda. <laughs>
1: well, besides fireplace, coffee, and a blanket, <laughs> three simple joys. Sunrises right yes. now, because of our commute, we are in the car while it is still dark. Yes. And one of the perks of that is that to, we watch the sunrise to our left every day as we're on the interstate. And so that tangible reminder of the Lord's faithfulness. Yes. Um, and, and honestly, I didn't even see that necessarily as a gift until, um, it was Rachel who said that to me yesterday. She said, well, he's given you the gift of a hundred sunrises while you do, while you wait. And I was like, oh gosh, I need <laughs> yes. that. Tender are the wounds of a friend. <laughs> yep. And, um, sleep. One of my simple joys right uh, now is sleep and yes. I relish every minute. I'm a, I'm yes. an Enneagram nine and I love to sleep. <laughs> that is so great. And then, I just think I can't not include our, our newest little addition to the family. Like he he's so he sweet. Really, yeah, he is the cutest thing. And his laugh and his silly faces and his dimples. I just, the Lord, just the Lord knew that, you know, obviously like just mm. just knew that he would be a gift to us and our, in, you yeah. know, hopefully us a gift to him at this exact time. And I just I I feel like that he is such a measure of grace to me, um, and I'm just so thankful. But gosh, he's so cute, y'all. Go find a picture. He's so yeah,
0: cute. you just recently posted a picture that said he is so happy, and I'm so grateful. And I'm thinking, what a gift, because you just don't know what you're going to have on the other side of adoption, and you just have to acknowledge no. that as a gift, because you you know you probably were not expecting that to be the case at this no. time.
1: No, I mean, I expected him um, to do relatively well because I knew the situation that he came from was so loving. But, man, I mean, my husband and I look at each other almost every day. I mean, he looked at me last night and he just said, he is doing so well. And he he is, and we, that is not, um, you know, a credit to our adoption expertise. Like, it is not, we didn't right. know, you know we're doing like this is not it's the lord's kindness it's undeserved and um we're just so thankful and he is happy and I am grateful. (laughs) Oh, well, thanks for sharing that
0: aspect of your life with us. It was really cool. Even just to get to see your husband interacting with him. I don't know your husband. I haven't listened to him on podcasts or anything, but he just seems like such an incredible man. And on that note, another question that I ask every guest who comes on the show is who is it that's had the greatest impact on your own personal journey with Jesus, Amanda?
1: Oh, gosh, I hinted at this earlier, but it is 100% my mom. Oh, yes. And again, like just even realizing as I say that, that is such a gift from the Lord and a kindness from the Lord. But that woman loves the Lord. She loves her family to pieces. And I never doubt her love for us. But even more than that, (laughs) it's so evident how much she loves the Lord. And I... Um, have watched her cling to Jesus and cling to scripture in so many drastically different seasons of life. Mm -hmm. I I want to be her. I want to be just like her.
0: (laughs) That's such an encouragement to us as mamas.
1: Yeah. And just, and even that, exactly that, that, you know, that I, even when I didn't know that she was influencing me, just like being able to look back and kind of, you know, dig up in my memory. Oh, like, she's always had that a prayer journal next to her bible and her you know she's always had a bible that was falling apart and That kind of thing. It's just like things that you totally don't necessarily realize as a gift when you're a teenager. Right. But you look back (laughs) and go, oh, that's not (laughs) standard,
0: you know? Yeah, yes. I think we can get so hung up as mothers on the methodology and like, are we doing the right things? Are we clocking enough hours in discipleship? All the things. I mean, these are the things that run through my mind on a daily basis. But I have a mentor who told me, he said, love God and you will parent well. And I think that's such an encouragement to me because I'm like, okay, I know how to love God. And so I'm just going to keep in that lane and keep seeking to love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then even hearing this Testament is just such a beautiful picture of how when we Mm -hmm. find our joy in the Lord and when He is our strength, that spills over into the lives of the people that are around us, especially our kids, as that's like probably the people that we spend the most time with throughout the day.
1: Yeah, and recognizing um, the challenge to me and and, you know, recognizing that, to love god above my children and that that is actually how i love them well yes when i put them first above everything that's not a service to them like that is a disservice to them because they're not it's not modeling how to properly orient ourselves toward jesus and i mean that is such a challenge and conviction of mine as well but i'm I'm really thankful for the way she modeled it and i just pray that I can do that just even a fraction as much. Well girl, that's
0: a great reminder for us as we are about to embark upon the preparations for the holiday season. Keep know, Jesus at right? the center. Thank you so much Ooh. for that reminder today and thanks for joining us on the Journey Women podcast. It's just been a joy to have you on the show.
1: Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Guys, I know Thanksgiving hasn't even come and gone yet. But I really hope that this episode met you where you at and gets you excited for all things Christmas. If you want to chat more about the topic of Advent, hop over to continue the conversation on social media at Journey Women Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Also, don't forget today is your last chance to fill out the brief survey linked in the show notes at journeywomenpodcast.com to enter to win a leather single column journaling Bible by Crossway. This is the Bible of my personal dreams all you got to do is tell us a little bit of who you are by answering a few quick questions so that we can better serve you guys. Y'all, Chris Mann and the Podshaper team edited this week's episode. It is an absolute joy to get to journey alongside you guys. I can't wait to see you here next Monday. Have a great week.